Did this beauty once make a living hunting snakes? Did Marie Antoinette hold one of these when she faced the guillotine? Is this the most misunderstood breed alive? Can this dog smell cancer? Does this breed have the memory of an elephant? Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Silky Terrier, the Papillon, the Pit Bull, the Cocker Spaniel, the Gordon Setter. And we start with a dog that can grow a pound a day as a pup. The Irish Wolfhound. Man, oh man, is that a lot of dog. They are so big. You can say that again. This thing is immense. This dog is like a small horsey. <laughs> the Irish Wolfhound is the tallest dog in the world. How tall is this dog? If you stand one up on his hind legs, he can get up to seven feet tall. And Irish Wolfhound puppies don't stay little for long. They can gain up to a pound a day and weigh as much as 90 pounds by six months old. So if you're considering adopting this massive breed, just remember to think big. Irish Wolfhounds can eat up to 25 pounds of food a week or three pounds of food a day. While no one disputes the Irish Wolfhound's size, this striking dog's origins are a bit murkier. Ancient Celtic writings suggest the breed existed as early as 273 BC. And Julius Caesar mentions them in his commentaries on the Gaelic Wars. But however long it's been around, this enormous, shaggy-looking creature has definitely been admired. Irish wolfhounds were really esteemed highly and were given as gifts to kings and emperors. These massive creatures were used to hunt elk, wild boar, and wolves. Because they were so skillful, their prey soon disappeared from Ireland. Jobless, the Irish wolfhound almost went extinct in the 19th century. Today, these head-turners can be spotted in any crowd because of their stature. But another distinguishing characteristic of the Irish wolfhound is its rough and wiry coat, which comes in a variety of shades. Sort of a scraggly-looking coat, but that's how they're supposed to look. This shaggy dog boasts a wide and deep chest, too. As for its legs, they are gracefully long and stronger than they look. This Irish wolfhound's legs may not change step, but they are well acquainted with marching. Three-year-old Con Mel is the regimental mascot of the British Army's 1st Battalion Irish Guards. One of the five regiments that participate in the famous Changing of the Guard outside Buckingham Palace in London. He's the 15th dog to hold the coveted title since the guards made the Irish wolfhound their mascot in 1902. Guardsman Conmel doesn't actually serve on the front lines, but he's no stranger to ceremony. He led over 500 soldiers on parade to celebrate the Queen's birthday last year. A lot of people think he's a pet, but he's not. He's a working dog. Corporal David Thompson is Conmel's handler, which means the dog is almost always by his side. When the soldiers patrol their headquarters at Victory Barracks outside of London, Conmel does too. When the soldiers do physical training, Conmel joins in. And when it's time to prepare for a ceremony, Conmel marches with the battalion and patiently allows himself to be quaffed. I have to go to work. 
Today, Conmel is in London for the annual St. Patrick's Day parade. While the guardsmen finish suiting up and the band does some last-minute practicing, Conmel is on his best behavior. When it is time for past guardsmen and present guardsmen to receive their ceremonial shamrocks, consistently quiet Conmel is not overlooked. Accustomed to pomp and circumstance and trained not to react to the sound of the drums and pipes at his back, Conmel dutifully carries out his job to lead the Irish guards on parade with composure and with pride. Given his growing body of experience leading parades, Corporal Thompson suspects Guardsman Conmel may soon become a Lance Corporal. The dog should be in line for promotion, I'd say very soon. As the festivities wind down, Conmel has one final task to complete, greeting his fans. Not one to gloat. This modest mascot just put in another day at the office. Because Irish wolfhounds are so immense, tight quarters are out of the question. But they make good indoor pets because they are not especially active. Give these gentle giants a large fenced-in yard with some room to roam once or twice a day, and they're all set. Give them a hug. What they do need is a family that understands that they usually live for only six to eight years. While their health problems may cause concern... Their lifespan is incredibly short, and that's due to the fact that they have so many health problems. Problems like bloat, bone cancer, and heart trouble. Because the Irish wolfhound is so huge, the dog's heart is up to three feet from its paws. When the heart fails to pump effectively, gravity causes blood and fluid to collect and swell around the dog's feet, the same as in humans. If you have an Irish wolfhound and he's chewing at his back feet, you should get his heart checked. These awesome creatures are relatively easy to care for. You just need to make sure that you give them a good brushing at least once a week. Firm training when they are young ensures greater obedience when they are fully grown. And as a family dog, the Irish Wolfhound is loyal and docile towards young and old. I think that when you have small children, an Irish Wolfhound is a good choice because they are so patient. In a nutshell, the Irish Wolfhound needs little exercise but lots of space. It has a short lifespan, needs regular brushing, and they are easy to train if started young. As a family dog, this mammoth creature is a gentle and steadfast companion. Eager to please, loving, intelligent. Sounds like a great dog, right? It was known as America's dog. He was Petey in The Little Rascals, the RCA dog, and the Buster Brown shoe dog. What dog are we talking about? The Pitbull. The American Pitbull Terrier definitely has a bad rap. They've been banned in Denver and parts of Florida, grounded on certain airlines. Over 500 cities have strict pit bull restrictions. And they are banned in the countries of Great Britain and New Zealand. 
It is the way they are raised that turns them out to be aggressive towards people. However, make no mistake, this dog can snap. And it has snapped, and that is why it is not the dog for everyone. There are terrible incidents where people get seriously injured, maimed, or even killed. During the 19th century, these dogs were developed in England, Ireland, and Scotland. They crossed bulldogs with terriers, and the result was a strong, aggressive fighting dog. They actually took the dogs and put them in pits and started fighting the dogs, hence the name Pitbull. So if you take that kind of a dog and you work with it and you create it to fight, then you're going to end up with a fighting dog. But they're not born like that. They're actually very loving, smart, loyal, sweet dogs. With the American Pitbull Terrier, socialization is the key. You're so friendly. Hi there. When you look at the Pitbull, you first notice its head, well-chiseled and brick-like. Typically, they've got a very large head, like a, almost like a tadpole, and then the body tapers away. And they are built like steel towers with amazingly strong muscles. They can sort of be like Popeye. They've got big, strong muscles, but be just as sweet as can be. The one muscle that gets the bad press is the pit bull's jaw muscle. The truth is this dog has short, strong, highly developed temporalis muscles that are located around the cheekbone. With the pit bull, this muscle consumes most of its head, more so than other dogs. And that is why they have amazing jaw strength. People talk about the fact that they, their jaws lock. Well, their jaws don't lock, but they do tend to bite and hold with a full crushing bite. The next outstanding feature of the pit bull is their smooth, glossy, short coat that comes in almost every color, most often brindle and fawn. Get it, Shaggy. Come on, buddy. Come on up. Wee. This is Shaggy. Oh, good boy. He lives here on this 10-acre ranch with his owner trainer, Stephen Ritt. He just loves to have his feet on you and be held like a baby. But Shaggy's life wasn't always a happy scene like this one. In fact, he was abandoned after Hurricane Gustav hit Louisiana in 2008. Thanks to this woman, Tia Torres, Shaggy and thousands of other pit bulls have been rescued and brought here to her Villa Lobos Rescue Center, nestled in the canyons of California just north of LA. We've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of success stories. Tia's work at the center is the focus of her Animal Planet show, Pit Bulls and Parolees. Besides having four-legged pit bulls, we also take in two-legged pit bulls, and these are parolees that are, are newly released from prison, and it's just a perfect combination. This job gives me a second chance. It also gives the dogs a second chance. It uh, keeps me out of trouble, keeps them in a good place. They're well taken care of. This is Mondo. He used to be one of the parolees at Villa Lobos, and he rehabilitated many pities. You can never stop learning from these dogs. She's a whole lot of love, and I love it. Mondo was a, a quick study. He's very patient, he's very loving, he's very understanding. Today, Shaggy and Steven are back saying hi to all their old pals. You've been a good boy. Yes, you have. You've been with Steve, huh? And Mondo says both he and Shaggy have come a long way. Shaggy and I kind of have a little history because when he started his rehabilitation, I was starting mine, and it's just nice to see that we're kind of both doing well. 
You remember me? Do you remember me a little bit? You can go catch yes, 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 yes. Tia and Mondo remember how traumatized Shaggy was when he first came to Villalobos and say he wasn't an easy dog to adopt out. What I remember most is it was real wiry. He was just all over the place, and it's just amazing to see how calm he is right now. We tried to play Shaggy a couple of times, and because of the trauma and the emotional distress that he went through, you know, he was returned both times. Good boy. Good Shaggy. Good boy. But Stephen believed Shaggy deserved another chance, so he adopted him. I just wanted to give him a home. And Tia believed in Mondo. He is now off parole and a supervisor at the ranch. These are just animals, so if we just take our time to get to know one each other, we can learn a lot, we can share a lot, and together we can grow. Turn your left. Good laugh. While Shaggy's life is pretty good now, Tia hopes all her pities on the ranch get this lucky. So where is the best place to live with a pit bull? Pit bulls need some space. However, as long as you get them plenty of exercise, they would be fine in an apartment. The pit bull is a dog that usually lives 12 to 14 years. The American Pit Bull Terrier is definitely prone to heart disease, allergies, and hip dysplasia. And while these dogs are average shedders, the grooming is very easy. As far as training goes, start early and expose the dogs to many different situations. And if you want to rescue a pity from a rough past, experts say they have the power to bounce back and become loving dogs. They can be abused in ways that you would not want to really think about, and yet they can come out of that situation and still be able to trust and love people. Yes, you're a good girl. Yes, you are. In general, the American Pit Bull Terrier can live in any home environment, but needs lots of exercise. They have a few health issues, but don't need to be groomed often, and are trainable with good owners who socialize them to become good pets. I always think it's like a sports car, because the sports car has got more power, and that's more like a pit bull. They have more power, and they need a more careful driver. The Gordon Setter, beauty, brains, and a knack for finding birds. Is there anything more beautiful than a Gordon Setter? <laughs> In England, want to be rich or at least act it? Get a Gordon. One poll says that's who makes up the highest percentage of Gordon owners. Ever popular among the in-crowd, Ed McMahon had one named Juniper Berry. This elegant, graceful dog actually has the reasoning capacity of a five to seven-year-old child which makes them playful pups well into old age. They just have that puppy playfulness that stays with them as they get older. One of the reasons they make great bird dogs is they can recall where they found birds in a field for one year. The Gordon Setter's lineage dates back to 1620. Originally known as black and tan setters, they came into prominence through Scottish nobleman Duke Alexander Gordon. The breed became known as the Gordon Setter, and in 1842, two of the Duke's puppies made their way to the U.S. One pup remained in the distinguished company of statesman Daniel Webster. The sturdy Gordon Setter is the heaviest of all setters, and the only setter to have a unique black and tan marking on its face and body. And when you look at its face, it has cute little colored eyebrows. So cute. Meat champion, Firethorn and Sandpiper easy on the eyes. 
better known as Carson. Mary McLaughlin knows a thing or two about dogs. Not only is she a breeder, she's also a surgeon and professor at The Ohio State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. Mary was not looking for a dog when Carson came into her life. But when she saw him, it was love at first sight. I just knew that he was a puppy that I needed to keep. Just physically and personality-wise, he really matched with us. His personality is very exuberant. He's like one of the kids, and he pretty much grew up with my two boys. He just thinks he's a big lap dog. He wants to sit in the kid's lap or my lap, and just he can't get close enough to you. There is a presence about Carson that people see right away, and that's you know, part of what makes him not only a great dog as a pet, but also a great show dog. And in the show ring, Carson is a winning presence. We knew Carson was a show dog right away. He won his very first dog show from the puppy class, and pretty much things just kind of rolled right on from there. Since then, this pooch with personality has bagged hundreds of awards around the country, including a big third place in sporting dogs at this year's famed Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show in New York City. Carson kept his cool even in the chaos. He wants to win. That dog wants to win. It's not easy to be a star in the competitive arena. Some owners go to great lengths and expense to get their dogs to win. Some are known to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to see their pooches in the winner's circle. But this top dog is more than just a pretty face. You could say he's a dog with a double life. There you go. Carson is a teaching dog. At Ohio State, he helps teach students at the vet school to become vets. Our third and fourth year curriculum, we like to have our students have live animals to learn physical exam skills, including things like orthopedic exam, ophthalmologic exam. Is pretty mellow and patient and willing to let us do things a few times <laughs> and friendly. <laughs> Here, students are performing an orthopedic exam, checking gait. They finish the exam in the lab where they check and manipulate Carson's joints and then we'll go through abduction as well. He moves from role to role very seamlessly. And in any role, there is one place Carson likes best. He likes to be outside. And it's no wonder because these happy, elegant dogs with a bird dog background need room to run. They really need a job. And if you can't provide one because you live in a city, then you probably shouldn't be getting one. These dogs are eager to please with a good memory that can be helpful in training. The Gordon Setter is a healthy dog with a relatively long big dog lifespan of about 13 to 15 years. But they can suffer ailments common to larger breeds such as hip dysplasia, eye problems, and bloat. Moderate grooming is necessary to keep a Gordon's coat looking its best. They definitely need regular brushing or that beautiful coat is gonna mat. As a family dog, the lively Gordon can make a good pet, but with a high exercise requirement, they are not for couch potatoes. In general, Gordon setters need room to roam and are very active athletes, so plenty of space is ideal. They suffer from big dog ailments, but are generally healthy. Gordons require regular grooming. They are smart and eager to please, but need motivational training. And if you have the energy, they're a good family dog. I love this dog dearly. He's just a tremendous pet and a tremendous friend. 
bold, feisty, inquisitive, and playful. These little balls of energy may look cute, but they are one tenacious breed. They were known to hunt snakes in Australia. In fact, one silky terrier named Fizo earned Australia's highest award for animal bravery, the Purple Cross. This little pooch risked his life by jumping between an 11-year-old girl and the extremely venomous eastern brown snake. He killed the snake and he and the girl survived. Silky terriers could be called silky pointing terriers. They will often raise one front foot up in a pointing position while focusing on their prey. And they're smart too. Silky terriers are ranked in the top 20 of small breeds for intelligence. Hailing from the land down under, this dog is a cross between the Australian Terrier and the Yorkshire Terrier, which it closely resembles. You end up with a dog who's got the best points of both of the Yorkshire and the Australian Terrier. The Silky Terrier first made a splash in the States when it appeared in the February 1936 issue of National Geographic. Silky Terriers are born with a shiny black coat and then over time develop a beautiful blue and tan color with lighter fawn color markings. If you show your Silky, you can groom him with a perfect part down his back. And how do you make this adorable face look even more angelic? They have these cute little triangular ears that kind of poke out of their silky, beautiful coat, and it kind of matches their little perky personality. But little and perky doesn't mean lazy. One silky terrier is out to save people's health. Meet Duke. He is the only silky terrier in America on the prowl for deadly toxic mold. This silky terrier with a schnauzer cut has been trained to sniff out up to 18 different types of mold hiding in the walls and crevices of homes. Show me. Okay. But Duke didn't always rescue people from toxic mold. He was once rescued himself. Duke was found wandering the streets of Miami by a rescue society. They fell in love with this little guy, and instead of just letting him be adopted by any family, they sent him for three months of intensive training as a mold-sniffing dog. 2,000 miles away in Utah, Arthur and Kathy Flinton decided to start a business seeking out mold in homes. They were matched up with Duke, who quickly became part of the family. He loves to play. He's very much a member of the family. He's like having another child. He brings so much humor, and it's fun to go to work with him. Exposure to mold over time can be a health issue, but there's no need to worry about how the mold might affect Duke. Duke only smells the vapor the mold spores release. He does not inhale the dangerous spores that are trapped behind walls. Seek. Today, Duke is out to solve a mystery. Hello. Mold dogs Megan Coxon's daughter has been having respiratory problems, and mold may be to blame. Okay, Duke. Seek. Duke will spend about 30 minutes investigating an average house. He starts in the kitchen. Duke, seek. This room appears to be mold-free. Seek. Is there mold in the bedroom? Seek. Finally, in the bathroom, Duke sits down. That's his signal to Kathy that mold is present. Show me. Show me. Duke's telling us there's mold here. There's just like okay. no doubt in my mind it's here. If we test it, we'll know for sure. In studies, dogs can pick up the smell of chemical solutions as low as one part per trillion. 
That's the equivalent of finding one bad apple in two billion barrels. A few days later, the test comes back, and it's Aspergillus penicillium, a deadly toxic mold. The coxswains literally have to tear down the walls to have it removed. Let's go home. Come Duke's on. nose knows and will continue to help families all over Utah. Duke may get his exercise by searching homes, but like all silky terriers, he needs a lot of it. As long as they can get the exercise they need each day, they can live just about anywhere. Silky terriers are hardy dogs, but some can suffer from epilepsy and luxating kneecaps, and some get diabetes. The silky terrier needs daily grooming to keep its long silky coat from matting and tangling. Silky terriers are intelligent and highly trainable, but like all terriers, they can be a handful. They may not be the best pet for those who cannot put in the time or energy. A properly trained silky terrier is a great companion for all types of families. In general, the silky terrier can live anywhere as long as you give them an outlet for their terrier energy. They are healthy and durable dogs, but they can suffer from some diseases. To prevent tangling and matting, you should groom your Silky Terrier daily. Training takes work, but once properly trained, Silky Terriers are good companions. Why, you're a good boy. Yes, you are. Now it's time to meet today's Wonder Dog. Dogs obviously over the years have done so many jobs for us. They help us to herd, they've helped us to hunt. Probably most importantly, they've been our best friends. This modern-day wonder dog combines endurance and devotion. Meet Todd, a water-loving Labrador who lives in Windsor, England, about two hours outside London, with his owner, Peter Luizu. I was always out in the water, doing water skiing, wakeboarding. Peter loves to sail. One summer day, he took Todd on a sailing trip to the Isle of Wight, 12 miles away in the English Channel. But somehow, Todd fell off the boat. He was lost at sea. Heartsick, Peter radioed for help and had a helicopter rescue team search the darkening waters for five hours. Till we came to uh, a decision that he probably fell off the boat and hurt himself and, and died. Everybody was in, in shock and in tears because Todd is a very loved dog. But Peter underestimated Todd's determination. His pedigree was an advantage. Not only are Labrador Retrievers great swimmers with great stamina, they are extraordinarily loyal and attached to their families. Add a water-repellent topcoat, webbed toes, and a rudder-like tail, and you have a swimming machine. Todd could have swum a half mile to the nearest land. But Todd had one thing on his mind, home. He'd been in these waters before and knew the big red ferry sailed back up the river to his home. So he followed the ferry through busy shipping channels, finally landing on Leap Beach, a full eight and a half miles away from his starting point and only three miles from home. A young boy and his grandfather was walking on, on the beach to see a dog come out of the water, an exhausted dog which fell into their arms. Later that night, Peter, who thought he'd lost his pal, got some interesting news. At 12 o'clock, I had a phone call from the local police to say they found Todd. And I said, it's impossible to find Todd. 
because I lost him at Isle of Wight. I explained the story and I said, no, we have Todd here, his microchip. When they scanned him, my details came up. I couldn't believe it. I, I was shocked. I went to the police station and um, I called Todd and, and Todd just came out and jumped all over me. It was unbelievable. It was the best news I ever had. And it's that sheer doggy determination, plus the fact that he swam for six hours straight, that makes Todd our wonder dog of the day. You're a clever dog, aren't you? You're a clever dog. It's time to play Pick the Pooch. This shaggy-haired herding dog is described as a heart wrapped in fur and was once the pet of Thomas Jefferson. Can you guess which breed it is? Which hairy herding dog once belonged to Thomas Jefferson and is described as a heart wrapped in fur? It's the Briard, a very old French working dog. The Briard was given to Thomas Jefferson as a gift to help protect his sheep by the Marquis de Lafayette. It's a stocky, sturdy, silky, smooth kind of dog with an ever-wagging tail. They are stunning to look at. There are a lot of people who would pay a lot of money to have hair like a Cocker Spaniel. Cocker Spaniels are sweet, loyal, affectionate, playful. In fact, they're terrible watchdogs because they're so friendly. Oprah Winfrey has three. President Truman had Feller. President Nixon had Checkers, and this Cocker Spaniel helped sell suntan lotion. Two other Cockers are famous in England for sniffing out cancer at Amersham Hospital. History says these dogs date back to the 14th century and originated in Spain. They may have been one of the few dogs to come to America on the Mayflower. Cocker Spaniels were bred to hunt game birds, particularly one game bird called the Woodcock is where their name comes from, the Cocker Spaniel. Way back then, a litter of Cockers weren't just all baby Cockers. The smaller dogs were called the Cockers and the larger ones were called the Springers. The smaller dogs were great at hunting Woodcocks, birds that fly low to the ground. And the taller littermates were good at flushing or springing the flying game out of its hiding spots. The first lovable thing people notice are the Cocker Spaniel's long, low-slung, feathered, floppy ears. They're long and cute and flowy. Traditionally, Cocker Spaniels have dark eyes. They are round with almond-shaped rims. When they look at you, you really think they can understand what you're saying and they can look into your soul. The Cocker Spaniel's body is sturdy and compact. It's the smallest of the sporting dog breeds and the smallest of the Spaniels. Traditionally, these dogs live around 12 to 15 years, if properly taken care of. Good care on the part of pet parents is probably one of the things that is most likely to determine the length of a dog's life. And that's what Cherie and Norm have done with their little cocker spaniel named Uno, who lives here at this four-story townhouse in Sherman Oaks, California. I call him Mr. Fatty Pants. <laughs> I call him Mr. Fatty Pants because, you know, he looks fat but he's really not. He's just a short little Cocker Spaniel that's very muscular. And Uno loves cruising the neighborhood in the car and on the sidewalks. He's the original Alta Cocker, and in Hebrew, that just means old man. He's an old Jewish dog. <laughs> in fact, he may be America's oldest dog. According to his owner, Uno is 22 years old. In dog years, that's like 154. While most dogs only live about 12 human years, 
the oldest dog ever lived to be 29. He wasn't a Cocker Spaniel, but an Australian cattle dog named Bluey. He died in 1939. But amazingly, this 22-year-old guy gets around just fine. He eats, sleeps, goes for walks, even climbs up four stories of stairs on his own every day. When he has to go upstairs to go sleep or make a pee-pee, there's a lot of stairs. And he does this five, six, seven times a day, all the way out here to his lawn. Norm adopted the dog when Uno was two years old. Six years ago, Cherie came into Norm and Uno's life, and that's when the dog really started to get pampered. Cherie even opened her own doggy spa. I know you don't love this, but you have to get this done, and you're so happy when it's done. He's old, so he just likes to run around and, and hang out instead of being in the tub or being dried. But not only does Uno get fluffed and buffed, he has his own personal chef, too. He wants some chicken, honey. Soup, he wants it. And while he loves his home-cooked dinners, it. his favorite meal of the day is soup. It's wipey mouth time. Oh, I know we don't like this. Even Uno's vet, Dr. Klipsham, says he's amazed at just how healthy this dog really is. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Diet, exercise, good stable environment. He just keeps going. He's like the Energizer Bunny. You are the best boy in the world. Yes, you are. You're the best boy and the oldest boy. I just love him to death, and I couldn't imagine being without him. If you want your Cocker Spaniel to live a long life like Uno, raise your dog in a stress-free environment. Apartment living works just fine. You just have to make sure you exercise them. Most cockers live fairly long lives, but see your vet often because they can develop cataracts, kneecap problems, and ear infections. You do need to pay regular attention to those ears, perhaps keeping the hair on the inside of the ear flap shaved down a bit to allow for ventilation. Along with keeping a cocker spaniel's ears clean, you will need to groom their body. And training can happen with a cocker spaniel, but they can be a little stubborn. If you don't train them well, they can develop a little bit of aggression. They can become a little territorial. So does the Cocker Spaniel make a good family pet? It can, but make sure you get yours from a good breeder. In general, the Cocker Spaniel can live almost anywhere but needs exercise. They can have health problems like cataracts and ear infections. They need regular grooming and are easily trained. So overall, the Cocker Spaniel can make a good pet if adopted from a reputable breeder. Is it possible that this adorable toy breed is actually named after an insect? Who couldn't love a dog with little butterfly ears? Christina Aguilera and Lauren Bacall have fallen in love with the breed's unusual flair. Papillons have been popular for centuries. They were the subjects of painters like Titian, Rubens, and Rembrandt. Papillons are one of the oldest breeds that we know. Originally known as the Dwarf Spaniel, the Papillon may have received its name from Marie Antoinette, who referred to hers as Le Petit Papillon, Little Butterfly. And the legend is that she actually carried the dog with her to the guillotine, and the dog was spared its life. Nowadays, the upright-eared Papillon and floppy-eared Felines can be found in the same litter. 
because they have that beautiful spray of hair along each side of them, that definitely is their defining characteristic. Their coat is always multicolored white with patches of another color. It's very, very silky, unlike most dogs where their coat feels like fur. And the Papillon was also named the Squirrel Spaniel due to the similarity of their arching tail. However, despite its cute demeanor, the Papillon is anything but a typical lap dog. They're very smart, have a lot of energy, can go for a long time despite their small size. But the Papillon can still channel its inner Napoleon. They can develop what's called that small dog syndrome. You know, it's said of little dogs that if you want them to know they're a little dog, you've got to write them a letter. It's fairly clear that one such dog has not received the letter. Meet Puffin. In Douglas County, Oregon, where the teamwork of trailing dogs and their owners has become an invaluable resource in search and rescue operations, Puffin, a Papillon mix, is breaking new ground. You know, as an experienced dog handler for search and rescue, you don't set out to train a small dog, but it's been quite a journey. Come on, let's search. Go find Kyle. Good job. By detecting the scents left from minute particles of follic tissue and skin, a trailing dog and its handler are able to guide search and rescue missions in the right direction. Nice job, Puffin. Good job. Good, Good job, job, bud. Whether Puffin knows it or not, being the little dog might actually be an advantage. Lost children and the elderly can oftentimes be frightened of larger search and rescue dogs, whereas a dog Puffin's size is more welcoming and far less threatening. Puffin is now in training for his urban trailing certification. Today, Kathy is putting Puffin through a mock search. She has her volunteer child walk into a store and go to a predetermined point where Puffin will try and track her to. We've worked with Puffin telling us if somebody has entered a building or not and, and getting over his fear of going up to those automated doors and going past all of those shopping carts and all of that distraction. If he can survive this test, Puffin will be one step closer to becoming a fully certified urban trailing dog. But failing means he will have to backtrack and revisit many steps of his training. Will Puffin be able to find our lost volunteer? Today, Puffin is a focused trailing machine, and it's not long before he finds our little lost girl. To be able to help save a life or give closure to a family and to be able to use your best friend to do that, see it hugely rewarding for both me and my dog. After the successful search, Puffin is now one step closer to his urban search certification. And Kathy logs one more day grateful of the amazing bond she shares with her best friend. As long as they can run off some of that incredible energy, this brave breed is definitely able to handle all environments. You can have them in apartment, but it is important to get them out and to exercise them. With a life expectancy of 16 years, the Papillon has very few health issues. And despite its elegant look, that fine coat won't require too much attention. I mean, Papillons have a beautiful feathery coat, and it really just requires a weekly brushing. If you are willing to put in the time and treat the Papillon as more than just a lap dog, training can be quite rewarding. Sit. 
In general, it's a good family dog, but can be snippy with small children. So the Papillon is adaptable to both small apartments and large spaces, provided they get enough exercise. They're a very healthy breed, and they require a small effort in the grooming department. Papillons are easily trained, but special attention should be given to socializing them so they don't become aggressive, especially around children. But if you're looking for a small, sociable dog with great enthusiasm and energy, a Papillon could be the compact canine for you. So to recap, the Irish Wolfhound is the world's tallest dog, bred to hunt fierce game, but now it's a lovable huge pet. The Pitbull is a dog with a checkered past, banned in some places, but those who love them say it's a breed that can be saved. Gordon Setters are considered some of the smartest dogs. In fact, they are known for their memory. Silky Terriers are beautiful, fun dogs with a tough past. They were bred to hunt snakes. Now they hunt for your heart. Cocker Spaniels are friendly little dogs with puppy dog eyes. They are called a sporting dog, but they just love to please their owners. The Papillon is the cute French dog named for an insect. Legend says Marie Antoinette named them the little butterfly. Remember, each individual dog is unique and may not conform to breed standards. If you're adopting a dog, do your homework and check out PetFinder.com to search for specific breeds near you. Choose your next best friend wisely.